Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be with you today. And I have a really beautiful call. I wanted to thank Emily for just being vulnerable and going deep with me. We have so many great topics that we covered today. One of the big themes throughout this call, and as you know, a favorite of mine, is your dreams and how you're not separate from them if you follow your heart and you listen to where it's guiding you. We talk about beliefs around worthiness and deserving and how our clinging to those beliefs stops us from getting what we would love. We talk about abandonment and showing up for yourself. We discuss love versus safety and turning towards yourself how to track what is your intuition versus your fear and your beliefs that are running below the surface. We talk about how we are terrified of actually being loved and how we can set boundaries so we're more open to receiving love in our lives. So now enjoy my call with Emily. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Question today is, how can I use my gifts to get the things that I want in life? What are the things that you want, my love? Hmm. All the goods, I guess. You know, I want the money, the stability, the even more than stability. I want to be able to have lots of money to play with. And I want uh, healthy relationships. I want another baby. I want you know, safe people. Yeah. I want, I just, I want my dreams to come true. And I feel like I'm at the point where I'm prepared for them to come true. <laughs> I love it. I love dreaming big and you have real clarity on what those things are to you. The sensation that I have in my body and the way that the images are falling in is I have this sensation uh, coming out from my heart and it's going all directions all around me. It's this really beautiful light and love that you are emanating and you're showing it to me divided into sections. And this idea that you're compartmentalizing all these different things and also this idea that you think they are outside you and separate from you. Almost like there's a barrier between you and what you want. So what comes up when I say that? Um, a little emotion. I definitely have a, uh, I don't know how you say it, but I definitely have a belief that I'm not worthy necessarily of those things. And of really of the things that I want, I, I'm just not worthy of them ultimately. And so it's like, it's a everybody else kind of thing, except for me. Mm -hmm. 
I'm holding you, my love. Mm. Yeah. As you're speaking, you're showing yourself as this beautiful tree. And I feel you and experience you as the trunk of that tree. And you're solid and you're grounded. And you have this beautiful bark. Like you're, you're showing me this bark, this textured, beautiful, colored bark. As I connect in with your dreams, what you're showing me are your dreams are the branches of your tree, that they're not separate from you, they're growing from you, and they're part of you. And that in this space, right, of connecting in with your soul and with your guidance is really this message that they come from you, that they're part of you that you already have them. Like I see them all connected to you. They're so possible. And then you have this belief that you're clinging to. There's something about this belief about you not being worthy that is almost critical for you. That the way you're holding it, it's like life or death. If I let go of this belief, something's going to happen. So what do you think that is? Um, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, have spent pretty much my entire life waiting for the shoe to drop, um, that when things do go well, they will eventually fall through to the fiery pits of Hades and things just ultimately as good as they are, things don't work out. And you're very, very connected to that. And what I picked up on that, and it kind of makes me giggle, is the way that you said it, like it's going to fall to the fiery pit of Hades, which (laughs) speaks a lot to who you are as a person and the ability you have to really move through that because there's like, even in sort of this really clinging critical belief we have, there's some humor for you. Even if you might not have intended it that way, that's how I pick up on it. You're able to drop this belief. We just have to figure out what's underneath it. Like what's the risk of letting go of that belief that the shoe's going to drop, that everything's going to burn. And right, even saying that, even if it does burn, what's wrong with that? Why, Why are you making it all wrong? Yeah, I guess it's just that there's just hasn't been a whole lot of consistency in my life. Um, And, you know, and I, I mean, I do enjoy change ultimately, but it would just be nice if, you know, some people stuck around for a little bit longer than they usually do or things like that. I understand that life does crash and burn at times. I just want some safety, some, some sort of consistency in, in love and, and people that are going to stick around. And I believe, you know, unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. I believe that people can also can spend many years together. It can be a healthy relationship. It's just hard. I've never really seen it personally. Well, what I see as you're saying all that is this, you know, you're, you're talking about other people not showing up or sticking around mm-hmm. and how I see it is you're glossing over the one person in your life who has always stuck around. 
Do you want to guess? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you continue to show up for yourself. You continue to be there for yourself through thick and thin. From that place, that's where you get to create everything you want. Not waiting for someone else to stick around so that your dreams are fulfilled. But the money, the stability, the safety, these things, they come from you. And you have this beautiful staying power, this sticking power that's within you. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, like I was saying earlier, I, you know, I kind of hit rock bottom a little bit last week, kind of, I'll even, you know, I'll even say it like, not suicidal, but kind of idolizing the whole, which is just so, I call it my smart brain knows that that's not an option. You know, my trauma brain on the other hand is like, okay, we're done. <laughs> like I give up and then woke up that was Sunday, Monday. And then so woke up Tuesday, just, I will never quit. I utterly refuse. I refuse to quit. I refuse to fail. Emily takes risks. That's who I am. I will not abandon myself. Yeah, I feel the strength in you as you say that. And I really honor you and thank you for just saying and being real and vulnerable with that place you are at because so many of us have those thoughts, like you're not alone in that. And you really seeing that you know, and being able to say, I am not going to quit. There's that story or parable or about we have those wolves inside of us. And there's the wolf sort of in this scenario who is quit, give up, what's the point? And then there's the wolf who's, I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to quit. I take the risks and I move forward. And the question is, which wolf do you choose to feed? Mm, yeah. That's a yeah. good point. Mm -hmm. And you're here today and you're saying these beautiful, bold statements and you're choosing to feed that wolf that is going to carry you forward to your dreams. You know, and I did, I took the opposite route from, okay, let's give up. You know, I'm hopelessly, it's all helpless and hopeless to screw it. <laughs> throw out, I'm going to apply for every job that I am underqualified for. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send out proposals and, and I'm going to get told no, and that's okay. And, but I'm going to do it because I've done it before. I've done it before and it turned out wonderful. And so I just needed to remind myself. And I guess that's the part of it too, is when I was talking about the safety and stuff and it's like, it's wonderful, yes, that we're so resilient and you know what I mean? We do hard things, but it's like for once, I would just like to not be it's like, oh, well, it's okay. She's resilient. Can I just like, just be like safe and happy and comfortable for a while <laughs> instead of constantly needing to be resilient? Because I feel like a lot of people also use that as, you know, as excuses to treat people poorly. It's like, well, they're resilient. They'll figure it out. And it's like, mm, okay. Yeah, well, what I understand about that space, right, that resilience, that wanting to be safe, that wanting to feel held, or that you're not always fighting for what you want, really in that space, what you're really wanting is love and your own love, right? We, we kind of believe that we want to feel safe, 
but we really want to feel loved. And in that love comes our ability to do the hard things without it breaking us or always feeling hard. Because it's we tend to, we'll turn away from ourselves in those moments. The sensations become so big that we don't want to feel them. So then we turn away and then we feel unsafe. Because in that moment, we've, we've sort of abandoned ourselves in that space. And earlier in the call, you were saying you are not going to abandon yourself. And so in those moments, that is turning towards yourself, loving yourself through whatever the challenge is. Yeah, and that's definitely, definitely things that my therapist is getting me to work on as well. So I'm, you know, definitely working on loving little Emily or little Em as she calls her and and just kind of mothering myself because that's ultimately what I need. Yeah, you know, our, our parents really do the absolute best they can. And mm-hmm. yet oftentimes that wasn't what we needed or we needed more lots of different scenarios. And so as adults, we get to give that love to ourselves, the mothering, and we can connect in with the divine mother and the divine father and allow them to love us and guide us and lead us because our earthly parents are at the end of the day, they're human and they make a lot of mistakes, just like, you know, we do, right? Yeah. As mothers, we show up every day doing our best and we still make mistakes. And our divine mother and father are always there for, for us, for you. Right. Especially just thinking about my own parenting. Obviously, I do a lot of reflection uh, just because I have been dealing with so much in the last year, however long years it feels like. Kind of realizing that, A, we're really borrowing our children from their adult selves. So how can I help her now to make life easier later? But also that we all have to get here somehow. And our parents are our parents and either which way, we all just have to get here. And however that may be, it's just the way that we, you know, that our soul chose to get here and with the people which it chose to come with or through. But ultimately, you know, we're all on our own soul journey. And again, we all just have to be, get here somehow. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Well, as we started the call, your question, how can I use my gifts to get the things that I want? And we've touched on some of these big gifts that you have inside yourself, this desire to not quit, this ability to show up for yourself, for your not tolerating abandonment of yourself. And through our conversation, what other gifts do you feel that you're bringing as you're moving forward that we've talked about? I have been looking for writing work. So I feel like words and the way that I can deliver thoughts and ideas. I've even thought even about channeling writing. And I feel like 
my intuition's been really heightened lately. Like some things I just know our gate is never closed when I pull up. But for some reason, you know, one day I was like, our gate will be closed. Little things like that. But really, I want to use these types of gifts, like my way with words and and thoughts and intuition to help me find work, help me find the right people, you know, the right partner to ultimately be able to get the things that I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're bringing me back to the tree, the image where we started with the branches that are part of you and, and growing out of you. And the guidance that as you are reaching out with these beautiful words and these, um, new ideas is really staying in the realm of what you love, not allowing yourself to follow a path that is not a path of your heart. Because as things are an extension of you, as your dreams are an extension of you, the more that you live into who you truly are, what your soul journey is, what your heart is longing for, that is the shortest path to your dreams. Okay. So really spending some time and getting clear on what you would love and using that to guide your decisions and your choices as you are exploring what's next. Okay. And so by that, you mean, just to clarify, like, because I do, I mean, and I'm sure my mother would tell you this, like, you cannot make me do something that I don't want to do. I, I can't make myself do something. It's really hard for me. So I feel like most of the things that I do are because I feel them so deeply. And that's when I get confused too with the psychology and it's, you you know, your mind makes you do this or, you know, and so now I'm kind of having trouble deciphering what's from childhood trauma or whatever. And what's because I actually really want to do it. Well, you're showing me two options are like a scale. And on one side of the scale is this deep belief of worthiness that we were talking about before. And on the other side of the scale is your intuition and you pulling up to the gate and knowing that it was going to be closed that day. And if you would hold those two things out, I believe that you know what both of those feel like in your body and they probably feel quite different. Yes. Yeah. So that is a framework you can use, right? Like, is this my worthiness? Like, is that that little kid kind of trying to cling or is this that more expansive I know that gate is going to be closed because I'm connected to my intuition and playing around in the space with those and getting really like even more familiar and using those two opposites to lead you into more of those so so that you just you have this real barometer inside you that can measure for you Okay. Yeah. Without practice. And that's what I need to do is I need to really focus, you know, and work the muscle of that so that I can know the difference more. And where is it that I just need to love myself more? And where is it that like, no, this is, this is real. And this is intuition. And this is what you need to be doing versus just looking for 
love from other people, which we all need, right? And But I think some of us are just, again, on a different soul journey necessarily that, you know, that our lesson is to love ourselves more than we have other people to love us. And I feel like that might be my part of my soul journey is to, you know, is to be, to worry about Emily and loving Emily as opposed to looking for other people to love Emily. Well, what I know and experience about that is that we can only allow others to love us to the depth that we love ourselves. So Mm. the more you learn to accept who you are, to you play with this worthiness belief and you allow that to tighten its grip on you and you begin to show up differently for you, then you have more capacity to love yourself which means you have more capacity for someone else to love you. Okay. I get, I totally get that. And that actually sounds, it's, that sounds exciting, almost in like a challenge kind of a way, but it's just, that really feels, it sounds like fun, you know, it's like, oh, how, how deeply can I love myself? And so let's see, and then have it show up in all these other ways. So that's definitely something that I can get behind. So what was coming forward with that too is so many people are actually terrified of being loved. It's the thing we all crave the most. And yet if we really go deep with our own self-reflection, we're terrified of being loved. And so it's this paradoxical place when we can find that place within us and heal it and allow ourselves to be open to receiving love, Mm -hmm. it shifts everything. Yeah, that really resonates. It is very scary. It's because I feel like people are allowed to love you, then they're allowed to hurt you. And I guess, you know, especially growing up, growing up in domestic violence and things, you know, it was everything chaos, chaos, chaos. Oh, but you know, I love you, you know? And so it's like, well, she's Louise. If that's what love is, that, that scares. That's really scary. And it is, it's terrifying to have people love us and to see us just thinking about it is actually terrifying, which completely contradicts everything I've been saying for the last, you know, 15 minutes. So there's that, there's that deep seated belief of, am I worthy? And even if I am worthy, do I really want it? Yeah, my love, and you are not alone in that. Know that. And that is, that's part of the journey. And it is how can you be open to that Mm -hmm. love that you so deeply crave, both for yourself and from another And I love that you're excited about the possibility of that, right? And that you connect into that and you see that truth. Like it takes a lot to even admit that that's what's happening. So I really honor you for that. Mm, Thank you. I, it does, honestly, it sounds safer to love myself than to let other people love me. And, and that's probably because I'm assuming other people they they can tell when you don't love yourself and then they feel like they're able to treat you any which way they see fit but if you love yourself then they know they're 
they're not going to get away with nearly as much as they might think they would. Let me reframe that a little bit for you, if that's okay. Sure. It's not about the other person, right? It's like when you love yourself more, you will not tolerate someone else's unkind or improper behavior. It's not about what they are bringing to you. It's what you're a stand for, for yourself. And then you're like, no, thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that in the same way that I would look at someone would treat my daughter, you know, and because I love her, I'd be like, Oh no, they need to go. Like they just, you know, you don't need to be mean. You don't need to say anything, but you need to distance yourself just as much as I would do that for her. I don't do that for myself. And with that, I love that. That's exactly what we're talking about is that ability to discern that with that and have that boundary. And because you can do it for her and recognize it for her, you have a template to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you, my love. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.themoderndayintuitive.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.